Cameo. That's kind of weird. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon, good morning, good night, whatever time it is. And welcome to the Generational Divide podcast with your host, Jason Pasigan. And Steve Flores. This is a continuation of last episode because we had lots to talk about and that we have more time, so we're talking and doing things. Yeah. So we yeah. can't really do top of the show things because, like, you know, it's the same week. But I'd like to reiterate the Queen died. <laughs> today <laughs> yeah yeah she's you know i think it was 96 is a good age she's gone go. she yeah. despawned yeah I, I was reading somewhere where it said that because uh, she's just a figurehead so the actual people that 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 run the country are called the prime ministers yeah so her first prime minister was like winston churchill or something and he was born in 1875 or eighteen seventy. Four. Two thousand years old. Yeah, no, eighteen seventy-four. That's like two thousand. Two hundred. He would have. Uh, no, but uh, he. Yeah, and then like the most recent prime minister mm-hmm. was born in nineteen seventy-five. Dang, <laughs> so it's like a hundred and one years apart in birth dates. That's weird. Yeah, between her first prime minister and her second prime minister, or her last prime minister, which is insane. That's how old this lady was. Yeah. She was old. Did you ever see young pictures of her? Yes. Look That's up young, pics, young pictures of the queen. Right? Pause this and do that. Uh, and it is amazing. She was actually kind of hot. Bro. Like, not, not going to lie. Uh, well, with the queen dying in celebration of that, I'm probably going to have Wingstop for dinner. Because <laughs> I don't know why I'm craving Wingstop. But it's, it's, a, it's the food of royals. That's why I guess. Thanks to all our love. This is an announcement from Wingstop, non-sponsor. Thanks to all our the love from our fans. The new chicken sandwich is sold out nationwide. But don't worry, we're working hard to bring it back soon. Until then, you can get our favorite flavors on our wings and tenders. <laughs> I'm getting Wingstop later. I don't know how or when or why, but I'm getting Wingstop by tonight. <laughs> okay. Uh, there will be Wingstop at my house later. I don't know when tonight. I'm gonna enjoy it. All right. Why? Uh, why? How'd you get into Wingstop? I tried it once, and I was like, mm. "So you know, you know what I think it is? What? It's uh, I've had other food, like good food. So it's like, well, I'm not like saying that Wingstop's like top tier, but it's like top tier in trashy food. There's like different tiers. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Like you, my okay, top. I guess we found a top of the show conversation. Like for me, one of the top trashy food chains. Like, In-N-Out is not trashy food, I'd say. Yeah, it's, like, right on the border. It's in the border, but it's, like, the I call that mid-tier, you know? Mid-tier. Yeah. Like, mid-tier, I'd say it's Chipotle, Chick-fil-A, In-N-Out. Yeah. You I, know? I'd put all those in the same category. So, the trashy places like McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, yeah. Jack and Bo- But the top... But even McDonald's, though, nah, I that's feel trashy. like... That's trashy food. Like, the breakfast might be top, oh, like, okay. mid-tier, but, breakfast, like, the yeah. lunch is, like, ugh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they have good breakfast, yeah, right? Yeah, Good desserts, too, kind of. But it's still trashy. Yeah, Majority. Yeah. yeah. So, but, um, I think the number one trash food is Jack in a Box. 
Jack in the Box. It is so trashy, <laughs> but so good. It's yeah. like it's like food you eat at three a.m. when like yeah. When I was open. a kid, I used to love love. It's it's Jack just, in the Box. I have it like maybe a, like a couple times a year. Yeah. I do not eat it a lot because it, it screws me up for a while. Yeah, yeah. That's you know like this is this is the thing with uh with trashy food is like the older you get the more it starts to give you like acid reflux so, <laughs> so that's why you learn to like avoid those places See, there is like a, a point where i didn't eat like um i didn't eat trash food at all because i was just so busy i didn't have time to eat out so i just cook i'm at home and then i i I'm, i have a I'm, my stomach is a lot more sensitive now because i know that eating this wing stop is gonna jack me up <laughs> it's gonna screw me up it's like the uh what is it the the taco bell effect yeah it's a taco bell effect. <laughs> it's like the trashier the food is now the the worse i get after it's just like stomach problems because i'm like my body's not used to like doing all that anymore yeah because yeah, yeah. i ate healthy for a bit and it's like so once in a while when i eat get trash food like the wing stop it just messes me up i get so bloated and i'm just like i have some friends that just like eat trash food like every day i'm just like how do you do that yeah yeah it's bad yeah i i highly recommend to everybody that you just like learn how to cook like yeah like you'll at save least money one breakfast at least one lunch and you know like i think most guys are are like we don't have like a lot of demands like i could eat the same breakfast you know in fact i did eat the same breakfast for like almost 10 years <laughs> you know? like, wow. like like and i have no problem with that whatsoever right but i like if you just learn something to save you money then you can spend whatever money you save on, on actually good food yes like good food like good what's top tier restaurants for you yard house yard house really? uh, yard house is good no but you have to get their specific there's specific things on the menu have okay. you been to the happy hour uh yeah all their appetizers are half off and it makes it actually worth it would i spend regular prices on there no would i spend half off on their happy hour yes uh, yeah i don't know i don't know i don't the chicken See, nachos are house, good. The I chicken nachos not, are good. I would not put them at, at top tier. Okay, like maybe. top tier is like like I'm talking about like a legit restaurant. So like Wood Ranch? No, <laughs> not Wood Ranch. Like, okay, so this is like the the difference in in. Uh, okay, I want to take you out to like a really good restaurant one day. We could vlog it. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Now we're talking. Yes. Right? So, like, a good restaurant, A, isn't going to be a chain. Or if it is a chain, it's, like, only found in, like, really nice places, mm -hmm. like uh, Mastro's. Have you ever heard of Mastro's? No. No? Oh, yeah. Like Oh, you're talking yeah, about, like, top, it. top tier. Yeah, dude. Oh. Like, eating, like, King's top tier. Yeah, I haven't been Right? There's, like, like a place a, 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 uh, called the Summit House. Oh, man. They had... I remember when I was, you know, when I was first dating my wife, we would go there and they would have like these steaks, right? And then they would have like these different cuts of the steaks. They would have like a cottage, cottage cut, I am which is kind of small. It's like eight ounces, right? Uh -huh. And then they had like uh, the, the house cut, which is like 16 ounces or yeah. something like that. And then they had the castle cut. Castle cut? Which is 40 ounces of steak. <laughs> yeah, that's like... Like, that's it's a huge steak, man. It's like more than a, a half a pound. And then they would serve it with like this this crazy bread 
and uh and they would put like uh horseradish on the side and creamed corn oh oh man like yeah one time i ate that whole thing and i fell asleep uh you know and i was there with my like wife and our two friends <laughs> yeah because it just like it was just so much food that you can actually eat yourself into a coma I, I honestly believe that. Yeah, you can. Yeah. A top tier place that's like, it doesn't look top tier. Like the atmosphere is not top tier. The food is top tier. It's those Mariscos Martins. Mm. It's right there on Baldwin. Not, I don't think Baldwin Park. You know, you take Valley. Mm-hmm. So take it that way. Okay. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's top tier. So yeah, there's certain food. places like, yeah. And, you know, there's certain weird places too that are just like holes in the wall that you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, you can't okay. beat this. We got to change the subject before I get even more hungry. Because I, I had like a little snack that you gave me since we're recording longer. I was fine. And then we started talking about food and now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> All right. Now so you're losing track. Yeah, losing track. All right. So here are the couple topics I have. So we're going to go from ho- lowest to highest stakes. Okay. Mm, the California heat. California, <laughs> yeah. it's melting out there. Yeah, it's been this. I have not experienced this amount of heat in a long time. It's just gross. Where it's been over a hundred degrees for like two weeks straight, and then it's like humid, and it's like yeah, the humidity <sighs> is new, man. It is that, new. It's that, like New York. Yeah, it sucks. Like going outside and feeling like you need to take a shower because you're all <sighs> like you you're instantly sweaty the and moment you apparently step on saturday there's gonna be a lightning storm yeah so. <laughs> it was just, which makes no sense it was raining here yeah in, in uh, where i am too yeah 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 like like i went, went out to walk the dogs like dude i was in my flip-flops wearing a shirt and shorts i walk out and it starts to like pour like just like just pour rain all of a sudden and i was like Dude, it was 104 yesterday. Why? Like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. And so, yeah, I can't wait because I think there's supposed to be more rain on Saturday or or tomorrow. And then after that, it should be cool Hopefully. for a while. I hope I pray. Yeah, I hope the winter comes after that because it was brutal. It's been brutal. But, you know, I'm going to... Um san diego and that's where my school is and i've been looking at the temperatures over there when we're going through this heat wave it's like 80 max oh it's yeah because so nice. it's closer by the closer to the ocean yes and i can't wait for that 70 yeah. 60 degree weather i thrive in those weathers yeah I, you know well here's the thing though well, here's you the, can get used to it that's the thing i won't get used to you'll, uh, here's here's i'm not gonna i'm gonna try not to get used to it <laughs> how are you gonna do that because then i come back here during uh, breaks Okay, maybe. Yeah. I'm not going to get used to it. I yeah, love I don't know. the cold. It's pretty amazing how quickly you can get used to something. It's like when we used to have classes, like, how's your day going? I used to say um, bad because it was hot. Remember? Yeah. It was bad when it was hot because I, I thrive in the cold. In the cold? Yeah, I thrive in the cold. Aren't you Filipino? Isn't yeah. it hot as heck? In I'm also half Mexican. <laughs> it's true, but Mexico isn't known for its cool weather. Well, I just like the cold. <laughs> okay, so that's that topic out. And do you think global warming is the cause of this? Uh, it's probably like a contributor, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like know. Like how much? Is, I don't know. I know China's like evaporated. You see that, that picture of China? Like the whole lake evaporated? 
<laughs> An entire lake evaporated. Uh, you can look it up. Google it. Put Chinese lake evaporated. Chinese lake evaporated. Okay. Let's see. It's crazy. And um, also, there's somewhere in, I think it's Saudi Arabia, where one of, like, it's being so flooded there. And um, from space, it looks like there's a new river or lake in Saudi Arabia. And that's just a flooded town, though. What? Yeah. Wait, say that again? There is so much flooding in one of the Middle Eastern countries that they took a picture from a satellite in space, and it looks like where the land was, it looks like an entire like river system is there now. <laughs> like permanently? That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, you know, could happen. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's getting crazy. Do you understand like how like global warming works? Yeah. Okay. Explain it to me. The earth gets hotter. So the earth gets hotter and it affects a bunch of things. Like it's not global warming per se. It's climate change. Yeah. That, yeah. People stopped saying warming, global warming and started going to climate change. Cause like, here's what, what's happening, right? Yeah. Uh, you can think of like our earth as having like a somewhat stable system, right? Mm -hmm. In where like way up in the sky, you have airflow, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And so you have like these patterns, they kind of go up and down like a sine wave. Yeah. Right. And you have one going in one direction in the Northern hemisphere and going the opposite direction in the Southern hemisphere. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of carries energy across the globe and distributes it out. Right. And that's how it's kind of supposed to work. Now, if you have a lot of carbon dioxide in the air, well, carbon dioxide traps heat. And then what happens to that airflow is that airflow now can't flow as freely as it was before. Yeah, and it just so messes up everything. So it's kind of like if you have like a pipe and then it gets clogged, mm -hmm. right? Well, on the other side of the clog, there's no water. Yeah. Right? But on the side where there is water, you have too much water, mm -hmm. right? And then your toilet starts to overflow and your, you know, it gets all nasty, yeah. right? So that's what's happening to the earth. Yeah, that's what's happening, right? So you have places. some places that are in drought conditions where they don't, they aren't getting any water. <laughs> and then you have other places that are getting too much water. Yeah, and it's crazy because I guess we're this winter we're in danger of having crazy floods because of the, how much of we're in a drought. Yeah, we could. Yeah, because of since the soil hasn't got water in a while, it, t it takes longer for it to absorb into the ground. So it just leads to mudslides and flash floods. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure about the earth science. Well, I, I took AP environmental science. Okay, so sure. Yeah. So I know. Shout That's out to Mr. Say. Padilla. So. Yeah. I know like this happened in LA once where it's it snowed. was dry. No, 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 this happened when I was, must have been in college or in high school one of those where like we, you know, we had like another drought. It was like a long drought. And then all of a sudden it started to rain. Mm -hmm. Right. And my, uh, my grandma's house is in South central. So, you know, we used to go there a lot. Yeah. Um, and so it was dry, dry, dry. And then all of a sudden it rained and then the entire street got flooded like in front of her house. So like, we're talking about like in South central, water was coming up to her house that's crazy right which is crazy yeah and and her house is raised too yeah. so that's kind of even crazier but uh yeah what had happened was since the the sewage drains weren't being used all this crap just started <laughs> like like building up yeah. in the sewer in the sewers right 
in the storm drains. And then because it just built up with like a long time, because there had been no water flowing through it, when water finally did come, it like all that crap just got clumped in different places of the city and then didn't let water go down the storm drains. Oof. Yeah. So then it just like all this water just started flooding everywhere. Ah, we're screwed. So that's another thing that could probably mess us up. And did you see a part of the 10 fell down? Yes. Wow. It's the heat. Mm, yeah, I don't know. So, okay, time to get into the main topic, which I I withheld from last episode because I I wanted to do the origin story. And maybe because I'm prolonging because I don't want to talk about this because I know it's going to get deeper. Okay. So, I had a party last week. Okay. And at that party, I had an interesting conversation with two individuals. Okay. So, these two individuals, I don't. I'm purposely not saying their name because they say I should name drop like on my Instagram and other things when I like rant. So I'm not naming dropping them (laughs) just out of spite. So you know who you two are. So these wonderful, (laughs) these wonderful ladies, they, um, we, oh, two ladies. No, it's not like that. It's not like that. No, we're cutting this part out. (laughs) These two ladies, um, I've known them. We, we barely started getting close. I got close to one of them maybe during senior year. I'm only getting close to the uh, other one maybe recently since that party, maybe a little bit before that. And they're the type of person that at, at high school, they, they weren't really, they're kind of like the opposite of me. They didn't, they just stayed to their, their own place. They didn't really talk to everyone, you know? Okay. Like they're to themselves and they have their small little group, right? Yeah. So they're in their own little cliques. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's not a click, I would say. It's just like their own little group. They weren't, these weren't at, yeah. So, and obviously I'm very contrast to that. So it's like, you know, I would tell them, oh, things are going on in my life or with people around me. Like, what's going on? And they, they like to know, like, it's interesting to them since, you know, they, uh, even though they don't know these people or they don't know what specific things that these people are going through, it's like nice to hear, you know, like see what's going on around. Mm-hmm. So, we're just catching up, right? I'm like, oh, because they started college already. I'm like, oh, how's college? And they're like, oh, uh, like they're doing a really short conversation. And in my mind, I was like, because I, I obviously have this podcast, so I know how to fill dead air, you know? I know mm-hmm. how to fill empty space. So they weren't, I, I, I even told them like, man, because we're just talking about like a situation with, with one of the girls. And I was like, man, I feel bad. We've just been, ta- I've been talking this whole time. Like, and I mentioned that I don't like talking. It's like, no, no, it's fine. Like we, we like hearing you talk like, because, okay, I'll get into that. Because they're like, yeah, I, we like hearing you talk, you know? It's like, because I always, like, try to bounce it back to them. Like, what do you think? Or blah, blah, blah. They give short answers or, like, you know, they wouldn't, like, have anything to add on. Okay. Or if they did, they had very minimal. And they didn't they didn't um, talk a lot. And I was like, oh, like, I just said, oh, yeah, I feel bad for talking a lot because I don't like controlling the conversation 100% of the time. And they're like, no, we actually enjoy that. Like, what you say is really interesting. And then, like, just go, just rant, go crazy. I'm like, all right. So that devolved into about a three-hour conversation. (laughs) With just you talking? No, like, like, kind of, like, two hours. It was, like, two hours of me talking. And then they, I would give them their insight. They ask a question that I, you know. But, so, I, at the end of, of the, at the end of the, the conversation they described to me that like what i said had given them a reality check and then i stepped back and i had what did my, you say yeah we're, we're gonna get into that <laughs> i gave myself a reality check too okay 
So we're going to dive into that conversation I had with them. Okay. So um, we'll start for when I said about talking. I don't like leading the conversation. As a, I like to make everyone feel included. I feel like that's one of the most important things in okay. a group scenario to make people feel included because it's very it's a bad feeling of feeling excluded from a group or being talked over. So it, let's just say we're in a, a group of people, a group of friends, or like a call on a phone call. If someone talks over someone, I will always say after they're done talking, I'll acknowledge what they said, obviously. And then I'll say, oh, let's say. Jeffrey, what, oh, what, what did you have to say? Or, oh, Lilith, what did you have to say? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I always make sure that they get an opportunity to talk, even though they got talked over. Because more often than not, the person who gets talked over will probably never just, will never say it, like say what they were going to say, you know? Yeah. So I, that's like the art. And then they're like, oh, why do you do that? It's because, oh, I've known how that feels like. And mm -hmm. then that went to a perspective of how I was growing up. Because these people, one of them thought I was like this, the other, like, never really think about it. But as, like, a, a child during elementary school and then maybe middle school, I um, I was not how I am right now, obviously. And, you know, I was always trying to fit in, you know, just trying to find where I was. And I didn't find that until, like, later in high school. But I, I remember what I felt during the experiences. And that's feeling very out of place and feeling left out you know okay and i my goal is to make people not feel like that in a group setting and i know i have i have the ability to do that you know mm -hmm. i have the ability to be in group settings or make people feel heard whether it be on this podcast in just normal group settings or just one-on-ones giving the opportunity to people to talk and in that specific situation that's why i was like oh i don't really don't want to talk as much because i don't want to give that's why I don't like talking as much in big groups because you don't want to like control the conversation where no one else could talk, you know? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So you're, you're, I'm hearing a lot of, I don't like it when people talk over other people. Mm -hmm. Right. And do you feel like that's because people talk over you? I think when I was younger, I was not heard. Hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a big indicator that you might be a comedian one day. What? <laughs> yeah. Every comedian that I listen to is like, like has stories about how they felt like they weren't being heard. Yeah. I mean, in my family, I felt like I was being heard, but maybe not with people around me. Yeah. And explains so why you're interested in broadcasting. Communication, <laughs> maybe you just want to be heard. Maybe. But yeah. yeah. So, so what do you what do you think about that idea that you haven't been heard? I think that, you know, it sucks and it. it goes into like a, a topic I'm going to bring up later, which is a lack of respect. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like, not like, oh, you should respect you. Just like general respect. Like, you know, I respect you. Okay. Like, you're, I'm in your house. I respect your house. I don't feel like being, I get respected as young and maybe even to now. Okay. As much as a person. We'll get into that later. But before I go into the next thing with, with that conversation I had with them, anything, anything else? No, like, no, like, so why do you, why is this a respect thing? Like, this is kind of the, um, the, okay, I'm trying to put this like in a nice way. Like, do you feel like people should automatically respect you? No, but I think, well, it's because I didn't get to the part yet. I just feel like people disrespect me. How, like by not, by talking over you? No, that's not the problem. That's not what I'm saying. It's a whole different thing. Okay. So we'll get to we'll get to that. Just hold on to the the idea of respect, okay? Okay. So, 
Um, yeah, we, we just kept talking about like one of their situations and we're talking about how men think. Yeah. I don't like those yeah. generalizations there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't, that's the, I didn't give generalizations. I gave specific insights on specific people. Okay. Like people that I know and then they know. I, and I explained, you know, it's, it's like a, a dumb things like oh, all guys are dumb. Cause in reality, everyone's a little dumb. In their own ways. That's true, yeah. Every man, woman, and whatever. Whatever you are, you're dumb a little bit. Even me. Even you. And okay. um, I just, like, kind of deconstructed uh, the way they think. Like, how one specific person is, in a sense, believes that you shouldn't worry about anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. Like, they shouldn't worry about anything. Like, something bad happens to you. Like, oh, okay. Then go on. Like, kind of not processing it, in a sense. <laughs> just ignoring it. Yeah, kind of. Sounds and, very like, uh, what is that? Um, stoicism. Stoicism. Yeah. yeah. So I said, I gave an example. Buddhist hey, someone's like this. And then I gave another example, like the relationships, right? This person um, is a very submissive in a, in a sense that they won't, they won't take action in a group setting. And it's depending on everything else. And you have to claw to get that. And another instance with this person too dominant and like overcompensating for something they didn't have. I give these specific examples of, of examples of this. And I'm saying mm -hmm. that, you know, everyone has their flaws. And I'm like, even me, I have my flaws. Because I'm, I'm obviously talking in a, in a way that I'm just describing other people. And I, I, I explain my flaws. And that being that I have a hard time letting out my emotions, even though I've been getting better. I still have a hard time. Uh, feeling those emotions and processing them and getting them out. And to be fair, I, I think I, another one of my main problems is I care too much. Hmm. I think you, you've told me that before, like, um, in a sense, yeah, the, you, the, I, I, yeah, the, I didn't feel like you involve yourself in other people's lives. situations yeah. and problems way too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because sure. like that, you gave the analogy when early episode where it's like you, if you want to help your friend get warm, like your friend get warmer or <laughs> it's like lighting yourself on fire to, to keep, keep your, your friends, friends warm. warm. Exactly. Yeah. You gave me that analogy. I've been trying to work on that. And I, I describe that about myself. And then it just, the whole conversation with these people just devolved into like a big, like kind of like a gateway into how I am and like what my mind was because okay, I, so how would you explain your mind? Well, well, here's the next topic, the art of, of forgiveness. Okay. So obviously during high school, you're going to have, or just in life in general, you're going to go through and have a bunch of like dramas or situations, you know, whether it be with people, organization or groups. Right. Mm -hmm. And they, these two people always will ask me to like about uh, someone I used to talk to in a more than friends way, not never led anywhere, but in a friends way. And they, they didn't like how this person treated me. And I express, you know, I didn't like how this person treated me either. And they're like, yeah, you should drop them. Don't even talk to them. Anything and anything. They always used to tell me that. And in my mind, I'm like, I never really liked that concept. And I explained that to them. But they are like, eh, whatever. Like, you just shouldn't do it. Like, it means you still have feelings for them or whatever. And I'm like, I disagree. Mm -hmm. So and I had this opportunity to tell them what I was thinking. And then this is what I thought. So we'll just call the person in my situation, um, Giselle, we'll call her Giselle. So, uh, Giselle did not treat me in the best ways mm -hmm. when we were maybe talking or whatever. And I 
dis- express that to Giselle that, you know, I, I don't want to like, like whatever happened, I, I don't feel any animosity or anger or sadness to what had happened, but I didn't want to be in her life until I noticed there was change, you know? Okay. In the way of like she acts and whatever, because she was just doing some things that I didn't like, even after like our whole thing. Like, because the, the way I, I view my perspective on just relationships, whether romantic or friendship or just acquaintances or people, is that I don't think generally there's someone I am uncomfortable to talk to. In a sense of whatever drama we had in the past or a romantic partner I had in the past, if they were sit down in this room or in a group setting, I would not feel uncomfortable to talk to them. Or even if they did me wrong and did me dirty, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable to talk to them. That The reason being is because, in a sense, I, I've made peace with what they've done and I don't want to let their past actions or how I feel towards them affect a whole group setting or just even how they feel. And I think in a, in different situations, it's forgiveness is that like that thing of maybe not acceptance or like finding peace, but I attribute it to forgiveness. Like, let's just say, um, Giselle like did this, like did not treat me right in the sense. Right. And then my friend, my, my two friends at the party were like, in the past, oh, don't talk to this person ever again. And I was like, no, I, I don't, that's not, for me, in my eyes, it's not healthy because, you know, you, you can't subject someone to how they are based on one interaction or one bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I think with Giselle, um, I I wasn't a part of her, like, we, we were really close and then we just stopped being close. And I was like, and I think that was my choice in that sense. Mm-hmm. And, um, Giselle wanted to reconnect multiple times during the year and people would be like, Oh, why, why are you talking to her? I'm like, it's nothing. It's not that I have feelings for her. It's not anything. It's just that, you know, this person, I feel like I could stay friends with them. And I, I think I'm mature enough to, you know, handle that after uh, obviously some time has passed. Right. So I, they, we, this person wanted to talk to me. Giselle wanted to talk to me again uh, as, as like a friend and like, just like clear there. I'm like, okay. And then we just talked it out. There was something about what me, when me and Giselle had this conversation is that, that, um, that didn't feel right in a sense where I haven't feel like they've changed. And they said a certain thing that explained to me what they were on about. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll be there for you and all, but just don't expect us to be that close anymore mm. because just because I forgive you and time has passed just because I've forgiven you. And I, I feel like nothing, like nothing bad or anything weird about it. Doesn't mean it's just going to go through the way back. It, it used to be, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's a one thing these two people didn't understand. Maybe they understand now. I think they do. And other people understand just because you forgive someone doesn't mean everything's going to go back to the way it was. Yeah. And yeah, but then, yeah, you know, there's like a lot of people that argue for what's called essentialism. Do you know what essentialism is? No, explain it. Uh, like the world is, is very or overwhelming in terms of all of the inputs that we have, right? Yeah. So we have like our phone, we have our, and everything that's on our phone. We have the games, we have the YouTube, 
videos, we have the podcast, we have everything, like yeah. everything, right? And then, like you, and then you have like all these inputs from just like your regular life yeah. as well, mm -hmm. right? So you have like bills that you have to pay, you have projects that you have to work on, you have, uh, you know, classes that you need to study for, you have relationships that you're trying to maintain. So you, you have like all of these inputs. Mm -hmm. And if you try to take care of all of them, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Like it's too many things, mm -hmm. essentially, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And so you can't handle them. Yeah. So what people do to kind of deal with them is they kind of like pull themselves back away from everything. Mm -hmm. This is why, uh, like ironically, like in the U.S., we're like the loneliest we have ever been. Yeah. Even though we're connected to the most people that have ever been. Mm hmm. Right. Like you can connect to somebody that's like on the other side of the United States. Yeah. It's or not even different hard. countries. Yeah. Right? Or a different country, like whatever. Yeah. And, but we're still like extremely lonely because that's too many things coming in. Yeah. Right. We're trying to accept too many things. So essentialism just basically argues for just step back from everything and then ask yourself, what are the most important things to me? Right. Mm hmm. And like set like a hierarchy or a priority of like, all right, these are the things that I want to spend my time on. Yeah. Right. This, these are the relationships I want to spend my time on. These are the, the projects I want to spend my time on. These are like my personal goals that I want to spend my time on. And I'm going to protect the time for those things. Like, like with a lot of rigor. Mm -hmm. Right. So that if anything tries to come in or push its way in, I know, all right, I have this so well-defined that I know like, oh, that's not going to help me. I have to yeah. push it out. Uh -huh. Right. And so relationships are kind of like that in that if you just try to maintain relationships with everyone and all, all people all at once, mm -hmm. that's too overwhelming. Yeah. Right. And then you're going to go off and you're going to go into college. Right. And the amount of relationships that you're going to get into in college is going to exponentially explode. Yeah. Right. Because I know you, you're very, like, you want to talk to everybody. You want to like maintain it. You want to make sure everyone's doing okay as well. Mm -hmm. And so like, I guess maybe something that your friends are trying to say, but didn't have the right words for is if, like, if you just try to take in everything, you're going to be every amount that you can give to the people that are around you becomes less and less with more people that you take in. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. So if like I'm your friend and then you have this girl that you were talking to, right. And you're, and you had a relationship with them, but now you don't, but now they want that time back with you. Mm -hmm. Right. Then that's diminishing my relationship with you because the amount of time that's being spent is going to be decreased. Do you see what I mean? I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And then so that might be a feeling that they're getting and that's what might be what they're trying to communicate. And I think the, the essentialist view would be like, all right, what are the most important things to me? Yeah. Right. And that's really hard. That's going to be really hard on the relationship venue for you because you want to, you want to maintain all the relationships. Mm -hmm. but yeah. You can't. Yeah. Right. You have I to can't. actually, you have to pick and choose. And, and that's what I, I've been learning. And I think with, well, I, I think I don't really think with knowing these people, I don't think they, that's what they were like trying to lean in on. 
but I think that is a good point that you did bring up, which I'll I'll say more to you right now. I definitely think what they thought was like, oh, why are you still stuck on her? Like, you know, you know, mm-hmm. in that sense. But what what I was trying to get through with them is that, yeah, maybe I'm chill with this person now. Like, me and them, we like I'm chill with this person. Maybe we're not close friends anymore. But I could I'm like if they if I ever see them on the street or if an emergency is happening or something like if they're in a group of people, I don't feel tense around them. I could hold a conversation with them like i'm just like nothing you know Mm. and they and they viewed that as like oh you're still stuck on her when in reality that's that's not the thing and and i and um so now that i mean time has gone on like i know giselle like will sometimes like reach out to me just to just to say it's like something small or little and like i i confidently could just be like yeah we're like friends well i wouldn't say our close friends or like mm-hmm. we even talk every day or even that often but like yeah we're cool we're friends mm-hmm. and if you, and if it's someone that like maybe uh, like a guy i, I generally dislike or something mm-hmm. i i don't let the the feelings of my opinions i would say affect how we would be as a, in the sense of if we're in, if we let's say we get invited to a party and, and a certain person is there that I, I'm not like I don't like I won't let that affect the party basically mm-hmm. like if like if, if like even if we're one on one I'll strike a conversation with them or I'll talk to them if if like like if, if we just want to like I'm not gonna let my my inner feelings affect like the group dynamic or even just the individual dynamic if it's just nothing big and it's just certain things I dislike you know. Mm. And so this this is yeah this is like a different concept then this is like uh uh so in christianity they call it like agape mm. have you ever heard of agape uh once once <laughs> okay yeah so agape is just like it's like a general love that you have for for all of humanity yeah and i i think that's right what i have in that it's like okay and this goes back to your like your respect thing mm-hmm. right oh you want to feel like you're respected or you want to feel like like all and you want to give that to other people, mm-hmm. which is fine, you know, like, yeah. Um, and you should be like, like compassionate towards people, mm-hmm. you know, even if they like, you know, were in your life and then now are no longer, or even if they mistreated you, like you shouldn't want to have like ill will towards yeah, those people. Yeah, that exact, that's like my point. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know, there's a difference between that and then like, like, you know, it's like almost like that meme where you put your clown makeup on. It's like, oh, they've changed. Oh, they like they're talking to me again. Oh, you know, and yeah. You just get put on more and more clown makeup, <laughs> and you fall into like the same trap as you did before, which happens with people. Yeah, and that's that's what these friends were worried about. Yeah, with Giselle. Yeah, which is an understandable mm-hmm. because that does happen it to do- people. Yeah, and right? I, I like I admit, like I have fallen for that those things before, but. I'm not saying maybe I, I will in the future because, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm flawed. So yeah. maybe I will fall for it again. But I, I just like in this specific situation with Giselle, like I wanted to, to like express them like, you know, th- this is my perspective on like other people around me. Mm-hmm. And this is what I believe in and how this is my personal opinion, how I you be. And, and I'm not trying to impose my my views onto them, like saying, oh, you can't hate people. Like if you want to hate people, then hate people. It's not my life, you know? Okay. <laughs> but so, yeah yeah so what's the what's the great revelation that you feel like they went through because i think that's what you said is that you you caused them to have thoughts about like their own behaviors or ideas let me rethink 
I think that that's a concept that they didn't maybe really understand. But then it goes on to another thing too. Like, um, I think I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I a lot of the things that I talked about, we talked about on the podcast, or I've talked about with you in private, where like it kind of like things like broaden my view, like being a person worth being, a value person. Mm-hmm. And I just explained that concept. And I explained how what that looks like for me. Right. Yeah. And I kind of brought up how I was brought up. So here's another thing I, I brought up, which is, have I talked about this on the podcast, stability? No. Okay. I don't think so. So I grew up in, I grew up in a good family for the most part, but we, this just things happen, you know, mm-hmm. things just happen. Family is just family. Family will be family. And I would say for a long time, I felt very unstable. Very, very unstable to the point where I didn't I, I, I didn't know who I was for a long time. And I just I was finding my ground. I didn't know who my friends were. I didn't know who any didn't know anything. Because of my home life was not generally that stable either for a period of time. I would always like be switching houses or something. Something mm-hmm. would be going on. Is it because of your parents' divorce? That and then the repercussions of that and then some other things as well. Yeah. What, what, how old were you when your parents got divorced? I was seventh grade. So 13, 14. 13, 14. Okay. It's a little bit older. Yeah. But like but that, you know, like there's some advantages I found that to like getting divorced, having your parents get divorced earlier versus later, yeah. you know, and which is, which sounds kind of weird to say. Cause like my, my brother and I are 10 years apart. Yeah. Right. And my brother was born and my parents split up like almost immediately after. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like blissful ignorance. kind of. Yeah. Cause he like never knew any time where our parents were together. Yeah. Right. So he was like, Oh, like I switched to this house and I switched to that house. That's just what's and then for me. That's all I knew. Like they're right. together. Yeah. And then, yeah. And when you get older or the older you get, cause I was 10, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, Oh, I, I kind of, like it kind of affected me in that like I was like, oh, yeah, like this is weird. I don't want I don't want the stability that I had to like all of a sudden go away, even though the stability that I had was was kind of um, toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I'd say that the amount of instability kept adding up and up and up through the years. Like that was the catalyst. And it just kept exponentially yeah, that's, going yeah, up. Because there's a new baby, then there's the point where to live, and then living situation troubles, just a lot of things going on. Mm -hmm. And I think this is an attestament of, because again, this was a like two hour conversation. So if I'm jumping around, my bad. It's just how this conversation went. Um, I expressed to them that right now in this moment, this my senior year or after my senior year. This is the most stable I've ever felt in my entire life mm. for maybe many years. And why do you think that is? Because I, I feel like I know who I am. I, I, I have a plan and trajectory of where I want to go. I have I know I may be friends with a lot of people, but I, I, I identify the people who are the most valuable and I have the closest connections right. to. So you have so now you feel like you have the ability to make decisions for your own life. Yeah. And I have the, I am, I'm stable enough to go into that. And if something bad happens, it's okay. 
I'm stable. I have a, a help a support system to catch me. I have my family too. Like even my family may be a little clunky sometimes, but right now it's, I would say it's in a stable position than it used to be. So, and I have this podcast. Yeah. I have, I just have a lot going on for me right now that is super stable. All right. I see. Yeah. And it's scary to basically in the week to move away from that stability, even though it's like in the mm. grand scheme of things, it's not that much. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're not moving across yeah, the country. Yeah. I'm not moving across the country. Yeah. But it's just that fear because I, I didn't have this stability for so many years and I didn't feel like that. And yeah. now that I finally have it, just like doing something that maybe will interrupt that stability is very frightening. To yeah. Me. It's very scary, you know, but here's, uh, like, here's the good news about people is that we're like highly adaptable. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's shocking how quickly you can adapt to a new situation. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I felt that same way when I was in, in college, you know, I lived driving distance from my college. Yeah. Like I didn't have to move away. Right. Mm -hmm. But the moment I got a chance to move out, boom, I just took it. That's what I did. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to go. I got to go. I got to get out of here. Yeah. Right. And there was nothing wrong with my, my home or anything or mm -hmm. any problems that I had over there. I just wanted to have the independence of, all right, I have my own spot. I can do what I want. Like the new experiences can, too. Yeah. There's new experiences to be had. And so that is, um, get, take some getting used to. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it can be like pretty lonely. Right. Cause if you know, once you move out, there's going to be times where you're just going to be in your room by yourself and you're just like, and you're going to feel like, Oh, I wish, I was in my room, right? Like this doesn't feel like my room. Yeah, or like even just in the colleges in Europe, because ninety percent of the people I talk to are going to local colleges. Yeah, most and people like, do that. Yeah, most people and, don't move away. And it's like, even though for me it's just two hours away, I it's very minimal people I know are going there, and it's just like, yeah, that but that stability's gone. There's also like opportunity. Exactly, and that's that's why I told them it's like. I'd be a hypocrite if I were to say, yeah, I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to go to a local college. Mm -hmm. Because, again, like I said, a couple of podcasts ago, you can't let fear get yeah, in the way of yeah. your the thing. So it's like I chose this for myself. But as time goes on, I just it's like realizing like what like what I'm actually doing. But I know it'll be beneficial for me in the long run. And it just it's in it just. Yeah, it's I, scary. I can't I can't deny the, the stability I have now. But I know I need to break through that stability and grow as a person because I did tell them that I did tell because the way I was talking, they said they I know that they just I just said some things that like they just wouldn't have expected. And it's like I'm trying to obviously try to remember some of those things. It's hard because it was just a long conversation. But I remember the one of the things I did say was that we all have defining moments in our life mm -hmm. and i think those defining moments can go two different ways we can yeah. let them define us for the rest of our life and just stick to that or you can use that defining moment to your life to grow as a person yeah and i feel yeah. like I, I think you're putting too much pressure on the moment yeah i think i am i i, I agree with you on that but you know, because you can be in two different situations and still wind up in the exact same spot. 
you know, like, and I saw this a lot with, with work, mm-hmm. you know, cause I was like, oh, I just went to a Cal state. I went to Cal state Fullerton. Right. Yeah. It's like not a prestigious school, not like, you know, someplace <laughs> that's like, it's not Harvard or whatever. Yeah. But then there was times where I would end up in a job and the person like working right next to me, like did go to Harvard, Harvard or MIT. And I'm always like, what? Like, should we even be in the same like, yeah. like room right now? Like, I thought there was laws against this, mm-hmm. but it like, but you, you think, oh, like the college is going to make such a big difference or that, uh, you know, like making this decision or that decision is going to make like all the difference in your world. Yeah. But I, you know, somehow life figures out a way of like equalizing everyone, mm-hmm. you know, and there's certain strings. Not Elon Musk. I know. Yeah, well, there's always going to be exceptions <laughs> yeah, to the rules. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, like, it's frustrating to hear people use, like, the exception to the rule as saying, like, oh, that's what everyone should be or everyone can be. I'm yeah. like, no, no, that guy's built differently. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like, his brain doesn't operate the same as our brains, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you, it's like if you try to compare yourself to Albert Einstein or something like that, it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, no, you can't, that's yeah. not an honest comparison. And that's not to say that you can't be like your own kind of great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this is like, there's some rules to becoming your own kind of great. And like one rule is you should be like on a continuous path of improving at something. Yeah, I agree. Right. Improving something about yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that you can like, always have something to strive for, mm-hmm. right? Always have something bigger to be reaching for and having some kind of a, you know, like a cohesive story that you kind of base things around is really important. Yeah. Um, and that's really hard to do nowadays because so many people like are really against like the traditional stories that, that we've been using for the past, like, 5,000 years, but they're you know? important. You know? Yeah, but they are important. And so, you know, like it, it's very difficult, you know, there's very, and you know, I always say like part of the problem is people are, are you know, have turned their backs on religion mm-hmm. and then they threw out all the lessons that it had to offer you. Yeah. And you know, you can go back and you can extract out the lessons without being a part of exactly all of that, like messiness that is, a religion, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can even do it like in pieces too. You know, you could have like your own meditation practice and you can have your own group of friends that you meet up with once a week, you know, and have deep conversations with, you could have like that podcast that you listen to that, that talks about, you know, like the most valuable lessons that have been, that people have learned throughout history. Mm -hmm. You know, you can like kind of, there's so many opportunities to fill in all those blanks, right? Um, yeah. And I, I, again, when I said those defining moments, I feel like I still feel like that's too much no, no, pressure. Let, 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 me on explain, that time. let me explain. Like when I, yeah, I, I, I admit I did not explain that, but the defining moments, I feel like what their pers- other people's perspective on is that they'll hold on to those defining moments for other people and keep them to that moment only. Oh, like trap people in time. Yeah. And I feel like that's just, that, that's like something yeah i don't like that concept yeah yeah 
you see like here's like where one of the lessons in religions helps out so in judaism there's an idea called um, uh separating out the sin from the sinner mm -hmm. right so you know people are complex and complicated but for the most part most people are trying to be good and trying to do good things mm -hmm. right so when they make an error make us like they they call it a sin right yeah when you like miss the mark uh then like that's not that's not the same as the person being bad yeah right they just made an error mm -hmm. right and hopefully that you know they're learning from that error and they're learning oh this is what i should be taking away from this yeah right but you know the person himself is not the like the the error that they made yeah i agree yeah. with that but obviously some are more gra but some drastic people, yeah and yeah. you can't you can't focus here's the other part to that is you can't focus on other people's ideas of you mm -hmm. right because like other people are going to have all sorts of ideas about you exactly you, you as a person and and in the end unless it like directly affects something about your life like your job or your relationships it doesn't matter it doesn't really matter yeah right exactly there's all sorts of crazy people out there that have crazy opinions about you and um, this kind of segue into the last couple topics. So I'll, well, I'll close out that after that big conversation, I probably I, I did leave out a couple things that I want to say for like a, a background on me because I did tell them a lot of background on me, I think, mm -hmm. which changed their perspective on me in a sense. Mm -hmm. But I'll save that for another episode. But um, yeah, I think that conversation is really opened my eyes and made me open my eyes to these next two things I'm going to mention right now. Okay. Low maintenance and high maintenance people <laughs> and friends. And I, here's the, like the, the thing I want to say on that is that kind of going back to what, um, I guess what I had the conversation with them and then what you were saying about having many friends is that I would like to think of myself as a low maintenance friend in the sense of if we were close or had like just a general friendship many years ago, I feel like if they were to text me maybe five, 10 years down the line, or maybe someone who I haven't te talked to since kindergarten or like, or, or grade school. But if I had that, like at least that baseline friendships with them, I am able to, you know, start up like, like where we left off, you know, have this stable conversation, have a, a like, um, like an excitement to like be around. Like, let's just say I, um, I haven't talked to this person. Like, let's say 10 years past, I haven't talked to Tello in like, um, 15 years to say that right mm -hmm. if you were to sit down right here i'll be like oh my gosh what's up man and just catch up like that you know i i feel like i can do that with everyone and i've there's been instances like that where people have told me like yeah i was just um you know, i haven't talked in a while and i was a little nervous to to talk to you but when we talked it's like nothing time has passed we just you know and i feel like those the 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 concept of <laughs> low maintenance people or friends in a sense, are more adult or mature, in a sense. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. But what you're saying is, um, like, where it feels like there's not so much pressure being put on it, right? Yeah, it's like you don't have to talk to the person every... Oh, my gosh. Are you okay? I don't know what happened. <laughs> Choked on saliva there. <clears throat> Anyways, um, yeah, it's like... I think that, yeah, there's, there's some maturity to like not having 
to feel like, oh, uh, every conversation, like unless I talk to you every single day, then it's going to get awkward. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that's kind of like showing like a dependency. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, like we need to talk every single day. Otherwise, like the relationship isn't there. Exactly. Right. And there might be some cultural aspect to that, too, because I think in the in the U.S., people move around so much that it's in our culture to like kind of like develop relationships very quickly, separate, come back, have them, you know, develop again and then separate and come back. Um, you know, I have a friend like my best friend is from Germany. Mm -hmm. Right. He didn't he didn't grow up here. And, um, and I, I asked him like, you know, when we we're first becoming friends, like what's the biggest difference between Americans and like Europe? Cause Europeans are all like, have like their own like cultures and shout stuff. out to the queen. Yeah. Shout out to the queen. And he was like, Oh dude, like in Europe, it, it's really hard to make friends. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you have to like be living next to somebody and talking to them every day for like three years before they become your friend. <laughs> You know, like there's very low trust. Right. Yeah. Uh, but in, in the U.S., like everybody makes friends like that. You know, you have like one good conversation and like all of a sudden you guys are like lifetime friends. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, like, yeah, that's very different. Right. Mm -hmm. But he also says that that the commitment to people is different. Right. So like if you, you know, your house is getting robbed and your neighbor sees it and maybe your neighbor doesn't know you that well, you know, in, in like, in like Germany then, but they'll still like go out and try to like protect your property and still like, you know, try to like take care of your things, yeah. you know, whereas he felt like here, like that wasn't so much the case, right? You see somebody getting like robbed or whatever, you know, like, oh, that's their problem. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, <clears throat> that's, yeah. I feel like there's like, a, co a perfect combination between the two. Mm -hmm. And that's the point I was trying to get at. Like the type of person I feel like I am trying to find out who, like obviously I'm growing up. I'm trying to figure out who I am. And I feel like I have a, an understanding of that, but obviously I'm not hundred percent know who that mm -hmm. is. Yeah. I feel like I have that, that balance where I necessarily don't need to talk to people every day. Mm -hmm. to be feel close with them or to have a relationship with them in that sense but i feel like there are certain actions that are required to hold like to like maybe upgrade a friendship or like either let's just say me and tello like we're really close like brother like i feel like there's an ex maybe an expectation for him maybe not an expectation maybe there's a different word for it but like something there that makes that relationship so high rather than a baseline of me and him talk every day. Right. And going into like, I guess this is going to onto the story of respect or like what I meant with respect. I feel like maybe there's a different word. Maybe respect's the wrong word. Could be. Yeah. I just feel like even with Tello and just other people, I'm comfortable saying Tello because he's comfortable just me saying things on there. And we, 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 we've said this even last episode, like he, he even mentioned that maybe sometimes I don't feel fully respected by him mm -hmm. just because of how he acts mm -hmm. or how he treats me. And I'm, this is with other friends too, where in a sense, I don't feel like I'm being respected or I feel like I'm the butt of the joke half the time, or I just, or I'm just, you know, not, I just don't feel respected 
or I'm just getting dogged on by multiple people for just practically existing sometimes. Like, I feel like in a sense, there's a difference between jabbing or like messing around with someone and then just dogpiling on them constantly. And I feel like sometimes I, I just feel dogpiled on. Like, we're just, I'm just not doing anything. And I just get keeped, I, past mistakes I've done, like from years ago, just keep being brought up or my flaws are getting keep brought up. And then it's always covered up. Oh, it's just a joke. We're just messing around. But I feel like there's a very yeah. clear difference between the two. I think I think you should find new friends. <laughs> that's that's, that's a pe- which is gonna be like the hardest thing for you because I feel like you have a hard time letting go of stuff like that. Yeah, I, I mean I I do have a hard time letting go of stuff like that, and um, but yeah, I mean that I mean no, like serious, like you know, I'm I'm joking, but I'm also like not. Joking I know, I know. In that. Like, like I said, like you're the average of all the people that you keep around you. Mm-hmm. And this, and I keep telling you this, I feel like you don't believe me, <laughs> but you're going to meet such a wide variety of people in college that it's really going to make you question. Not at UC socially dead. Nah, <laughs> that's not that place. But, uh, you, you know, you, yeah, it's going to make you reconsider the relationships that you currently have and that's that's the thing that that's what you've told me before what the relationships i have right now the people most of the people 90 percent of the people who are like i feel not respected fully by i am generally not that close to them with a few exceptions being brian tello but me and his relationship is complicated mm-hmm. because you know we've known each other for so long so it's like hi hi it's, low. it's just I'm, that's not even a good. I'm gonna be honest. That's not a good example. He's an anomaly. Me and his relationships are an anomaly. But <laughs> say anomaly. Anom- anomaly. 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 Okay, close enough. Me and his relationships <laughs> is an anomaly. And but yeah, I think generally the people who I I because at the end of the day I do feel like he respects me and all that stuff. But I feel like people who don't hundred percent feel I don't feel respected by. I'm not generally that close to anymore. Where in the past, it's like... So what does it matter then? Huh? What do you mean, what does it matter? Yeah, what does it matter what they say? It's just... Obviously, it doesn't matter, but in the moment, it just feels like crap. Can you so agree with me matter. on that? Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, it does matter. Like, in a sense, <laughs> it does matter. Because these people, maybe I've known for years to come, you know? I know. But trust me, what I say about the college thing. Like, it's, it's going to... Yeah, there's a chance you might just disappear. I think maybe, but I feel like since I have a, I've seen a, you know how I am. I have a wide variety of relationships I have with people. Mm-hmm. It may not seem like it to you and maybe to other people, but I know the, I, I know the people who at the end of the day I have the strongest connection to and relationships to that I feel respected in that I, I know I can turn to that I know will have my back if I need them in emergency. That's well, good. Yeah. yeah. And I think the trouble I'm having right now is that that is just the co- same You're concept. wondering why it's not everybody. <laughs> no, that's not what it is. It's just that because I, I feel like I treat m- almost everyone with respect you know mm-hmm. so it, it's just a hard concept to me to wrap around sometimes that like 
man, why, why are you treating me like, like crap, man? When, like, you know, I feel like I'm feeling generally treating you pretty ma- well, you know? Dude, that's just... It's just how it is, yeah. I know that's just how it is. And I, I think one of the things I learned is just growing up, you know? Yeah. And I think... I think you'll get better at letting it go. When, I, when I'm when i in a new environment. Like, uh, yeah, and I And I think that's... That probably help. I think that's one of the things that maybe will help me. That, again, that's one of the many factors why I'm moving away. It's just I know I need... If I'm stuck around these same people my entire life well where's the growth at or it's going to be a lot slower than where i was if i were to go there yeah for sure yeah you're gonna do a lot of growing in college yeah but you know i was just like a little sad about like how i was feeling because of like i was feeling just a certain way but then i gotta remember like it's always easier to think about the bad things you know i just gotta remember i do have people out there for me and, you know, even the people who uh, do, I do feel respected by it and I, I do care about a lot, they're going to make mistakes. You know, Nutella is going to make mistakes. He makes mistakes a lot, <laughs> almost on the daily. <laughs> He's probably making a mistake yeah, right now. Mistake. Yeah, I'll do, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up with a little story of Mr. Brian Tell. So um, I'll say Monday, uh, he, I, oh, the mic fell. <laughs> I wanted to, I was, this is, I was just feeling a little, a little, I was in a bad mood. Like I was not feeling good because I was like, it was maybe a couple of days after the main conversation I had these people and I was just feeling disrespected by just another group of people, you know? So I just wanted to hang out with some friends, go to Wingstop, go out to eat <laughs> Wingstop, okay. or down on just somewhere to eat or like it wasn't, it was the yard house actually. Cause it was a happy hour. Okay. I wanted to go eat with some friends. It's like, yeah, let's plan it. Oh, it was a nightmare planning that. Because Brian, or Mr. Tello, he he was like, all right, I'll pick you up at three. It's four. He hasn't picked me up. <laughs> and he's like, oh, can you tell? Uh, and like, then, I'm more astonished that you expected something different to happen. <laughs> okay, let me explain. So then he's like, because our other friend, let's call him Jeff, was coming. And he was like, oh, can you tell Jeff to, um, can you text Jeff to tell him to bring me my, my hat? And I'm like, I just responded, on, you could text Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why I have to text him, you know? You guys not talking? Like, no, no, no. I just, it's like, why do I have to text Jeff? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, you know? And he's like, don't be like that. I'm like, what? And then he, all of a sudden he's like, tell Jeff to pick you up. I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> and, and then I'm just like, oh, okay, why? Why? He's like. I was like, he, you already, we already asked you that. And he said, you said that you're going to get me. He's like, well, and he quoted me. You tell him yourself then in quotes. No, and I'm gosh. just like, dude. And I told Jeff like what's happening. And then I keep texting. Tell him like, why can't you just text him yourself? And then Jeff's telling me, Hey, text tell him this. And I'm just like, dude, <laughs> what the fuck? And I keep Let's telling bring back memories of when your parents got divorced. <laughs> 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 oh maybe there's something there, yeah. okay anyways there was um so then i was trying to why can't you pick me up i wanted to answer because in my head i was like oh, probably just getting this dumb girlfriend you're not dumb if you're listening to this you're, he's stupid but and i checked his location because we have each other's locations he went to where she works that's right and i was like i was really mad and like I, I was even just like I I felt disrespected because like you just could have told me hey I'm gonna go see my girlfriend real quick and that that would have been fine just be honest with me give me that respect and you know <laughs> and, and he called he called me saying hey man where are you right now because because Jeff wasn't gonna get me he wasn't gonna get me and Je- he was like hey man where are you and I, and I was like I'm home and he's like 
Oh, well, um. And I was like, why can't you just text Jeff yourself? He's like, oh, I'm driving. And I was like, I was like, well, I know if your girlfriend was texting you right now, and I'm in the car with you half the time, you text and drive all the time. So I don't know what you're talking about about that one. And he's like, ha you got me there, bro. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, and I, I honestly, it was just, I was just in a bad, not bad mental state, but like, again, I was going out after like just feeling a certain way. I was like, you know what, man, I, I don't think I'm gonna, I want to go out no more. Mm-hmm. It was like, nah, man, don't be like that. I'm like, no, man, I, I was in a, I'm, I was, I'm gonna be honest, with you, I was in a bad mood. I was just feeling a certain way, and I didn't, and yeah, I just, I don't think I just want to chill anymore. Like, I wanted to have a nice time with friends, and even that is a whole battle sometimes. And I don't think I want to hang out with you guys no more. He's like, well, why are you in a bad mood? I was like, that's not the point. <laughs> and, I, and then I told him, I was like, well, that's not the point. The point is that. I, that's not me being a bad news. The point, the point of going out was to feel better about myself, like feel better, like get my mind off it, you know, just have a good time. And then this just made it worse, you know? <laughs> and he's like, all right, man. And then that man, he went with, with Jeff and the other friends and stood outside my house for an hour telling me to come out. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I would have folded, but you know, I was like, you know, I feel like I need to stand up for myself and how I feel. So I was like, no, I'm not coming out. They stood there for one trying to get me out of my house i did not leave and then i'll tell you the rest off camera because i'm not going to tell you whatever happened because they don't even know about this so i'll leave the story there leave us in suspense yeah i'm not going to tell the rest of the story but long story short they left me they were waiting at my house for an hour it's just like just i said what i said and you're like they kept saying so you want us to leave i'm like yes leave and they said we'll come outside i'm like no <laughs> I was like, yeah. Tell you, man. College friends <laughs> probably won't do that to you. Maybe. <laughs> but again, right, tell us so the anomaly here. So it's like, what's, what's the lesson that we learned today? College friends, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just it's okay to treat people with respect. You know, but you also got to be careful of, you know, how much time you commit. Yeah. And I think I'm learning that slowly, yeah. but surely. I feel like from the first podcast or even the beginning of the year, I am, uh, I know how to let go easier. It's not still hard for me, but I feel like even the people who I let go at the end of the day, even though I don't talk to them no more, if they were to pop up or something, you want to catch up. Or like just have a, a they want to have a heart to heart conversation about the past. I'm able to do that, you know. Yeah. I think that's what's important. All right. So, so yeah, that was part two of this episode. This one was me orientated, <laughs> while last one was you orientated. That's right. I gave you some space. Uh, all right. So where can uh, they reach you and find you? you can find me at Jason Maddox underscore on Instagram. You can find Mr. Flores at steve.a.flores and you can email us at the generational divide at skiff.com s-k-i-f skiff skiff two f's s-k-i-f-f we are opening up a patreon yep which will be in the link which will probably be open (laughs) yeah up like by the time this episode is published yeah and then next episode we have a guest yeah exactly yes yes and then yeah. So yeah, and if you want to be a guest, maybe you, you contact know, me. Cont- yeah, let us know. I have a kind of a list already of people who want to come on. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, I have like the lineup. 
after the guests we have uh, next week, we'll have two people lined up. Okay. I want more women, though. I don't want it to be a sausage fest. Come <laughs> on, guys. I know we have strong, independent women out there. Come challenge us, you know? All right. I'll, I'll, keep, uh, I'll keep my ears open, too. All right. We'll catch you guys all later. Right. Catch you all later. Have a, an amazing, amazing time. Wait. I feel like I, I forgot to say something. YouTube channel. Check up the YouTube channel. Yeah. I'll link that below as well. And then anything else? No, I think we're good. All right. Have all a right. good day, everyone. Catch you guys later. Goodbye.